This podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. This is Paul Streifel, also known as the Pulse Rifle, and you are listening to Keep It Classy. Write down what you're going to say. It's got to be organic, Keith. I don't read off the prompter, all right? I'm not Jay Leno, man. I'm an artist, all right? Let me work. Can I create, Keith? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. Shit. I'm trying to... You don't know how to handle talent, Keith. I guess not. I'm sorry. All right. This podcast is made possible from the generous... This podcast is made possible because... uh, this podcast is made uh, no no. This podcast is made possible by generous contributions given to us by you, our valued listeners. I hate you. Welcome to Keep It Classy. This podcast is here because you niggas gave us money. <laughs> Over this. And as long as I got my suit and tie, I'm gonna leave it off on the floor tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. Now listen, if you like what you hear here on the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and check out our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com, or just drop us an email, say what's up, keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. This is round number 20, or uh, round number 5 of season 2 of the Classiest Podcast on the internet, and we'd like to thank you all for coming back to us. Now, I, as always, am Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Ivey, a.k.a. Savage. What's up, hello, Savage? Hello. I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my space heater on, you know. I'm doing good. I'm nice and toasty in here. Can you believe that it's been tw- – there's 20 plus – there's probably more like 24 hours of us. You could listen to us for a full day and never stop. <laughs> oh, man. Who, I want to meet the guy that would do that. It's oh, listening to 24 right. hours? Yeah, that's, 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 an, that's, a ded- that's dedication. That's an endeavor – that's like, that's climbing a mountain. That's a hike. That's not even a hike. That's 24 hours of your life. You can't get back. <laughs> so That's 24 hours of straight wisdom you can't get back. That's true. What? That's so a good for, point. <laughs> to commemorate our uh, our 20th episode, we actually have a really uh, a special thing that we're going to do for you guys, which we're going to get to in a sec. But for what you can expect from us uh, here in the podcast, this episode, we're going to talk about SoCal regionals which just went down uh past weekend the weekend of march 2nd i believe was the finals we're gonna talk about that there's a lot to say about that and uh and uh you know we got some fun things to talk about uh the special thing we're gonna do this time is we're gonna have our first special guest on the show uh paul strifel aka the pulse rifle will be representing uh will be representing keep it classy here the man is a uh very big classic gamer. He's our – you guys may not know this, but we have, like, a couple divisions in Keep It Classy, and he's, like, our classic <laughs> division, right? Like, he's the one – and he's, he's you know, executive I like, SVP of classic. I like to think of him more as a 
uh, or as a fact checker, you know, he's that guy in the office, you know, going through all, at the newspaper, if you remember what newspaper was, that does all the fact checking for their articles so they don't get sued. If you yeah. can remember what that was like. No. I like to think of him as that. Well, he's, he fact checks <laughs> you. Well, I guess he fact checks me. But the point is, Paul's <laughs> awesome and we're going to have him later on the show. He's going to be our first uh, special guest, the first of many. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned for that. So, and then our character of the week. This week is going to be Makoto from Third Strike. This has been a very popular character. Uh, Angriest lesbian in fighting games. She's what? Angriest lesbian in fighting games. <laughs> Just because she All punches. her moves goes for, go for dudes' dicks. And she's always yelling, like, yeah! And she punches you in the dick. It is not like, oh, like, it's not like, oh, Esau. She's like, yeah! I'm punching the dude in the dick! It's so much fun! <laughs> I actually have uh, – uh, actually, I just remembered this. I was in um, – uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I run a theater company in Los Angeles. I won't say what it is because I don't want that. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty pretty popular theater company in Los Angeles. And we did uh, a production of Sunday in the Park with George. And I was the chick who plays uh, – and you'll know who I'm talking about if you are into voiceover at all – uh, the chick that does the English voice of Makoto played uh, played the the young daughter of uh, George's rival uh, artists. She's pretty cool. <laughs> so, is she? Yeah. Uh, her voice gives me nightmares. Like every time I get kicked in the dick for whatever reason, I think of Makoto. Yeah. No. So the, just oh, the yeah, sound ah! of her, just the sound of her voice makes my my balls hurt. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't nerd out about it too much at the time because i didn't realize it when we cast her but uh so shout outs to you jessica if you're uh if you're out there but uh, all, kudos to you for casting someone and just not going to imdb <laughs> well, you look at their resume and you know third strike makoto or not third strike it was for street fighter 4 it wasn't for uh third strike um so it was for the english version of street fighter 4 but uh yeah they didn't really uh didn't really come up, so. <laughs> but yeah, every time she would sing, I'd be like, I just imagine her being like, "Nothing beats Rendo Khan Karate." Oh, like, this is awesome. So. Wow. And of course, I was surrounded by other actors who had no idea what I was talking about, so, and I was, so I just I couldn't really say anything. But anyway. Aww. yeah. Aww. So shout outs to you, Jess, if you're out there. But uh, anyway, yeah. So character of the week, Makoto. The most kung, she's not kung fu, she's karate. She pulls a rope in your dick over and over <laughs> again. She takes your lunch money. It's awesome. Uh, so we're gonna talk about her. So let's uh, let's just let's go right into the SoCal Regionals. So uh, SoCal Regionals is one of the major tournaments uh, on the road to Evo every year, and uh, we're gonna go through. There's been there's some really cool stuff at this tournament. Okay, I mean it varied in terms of what we would consider a classy tournament, in terms of if you watch which, depending on which games you watch, you know, as it always does. So, like, you know, you have, like, on one side of the spectrum, you've got, like, James Chen and Ultra Dave in their suits, and they're looking good, you know, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you get the fat dude in a hoodie commentary, you know, <laughs> which is, like, injustice and, like, well, Tekken. Yeah, super Negative wasn't on Injustice all the time for SCR, so I don't know the Dude's name, but you know the super negative guy, who always uh, the guy is always talking about matchups. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! The dude with, with the, the beard, beard with the dental floss tying his fucking glasses together because he's a fucking ridiculous clown. 
sorry. I'm sorry. I freaked out a little. I wow, man. Are you, I, I will say this. Whenever I see dental floss, I always think, you can't get some scotch tape, man? Like, <laughs> can we walk with me to my car? I'll give you a buck fifty for some just some tape. Like, it's all you got. It's clear. People understand. I'm just too broke to fix this. That yeah. dental floss was like a statement. <laughs> it was just like, it was a mixture of I don't care and, and or I'm not capable and I don't care. <laughs> like, I I can't buy the scotch tape, and I don't care that I can't buy scotch tape. Dental floss glasses. Well, so let's let's start with Injustice then, since we're on the subject. So let's talk about Top 8 Injustice. Now, in my opinion, I'm a Green Lantern player. There's a lot of Green Lantern play in the Top 8, which makes me happy as a Green Lantern fan. But let me just put this out to their uh, people at home. Green Lantern's like the most fucking boring character on the planet to watch. <laughs> like, he's... I mean, he's so boring. All of his combos are exactly the same. And the thing is, is everyone that played him in this tournament, Wonder Chef and uh, what's his name? DJT, <laughs> did he play? Uh, it, was, it was DJT, but he switched up. He switched. He would switch back and forth. Yeah. Because I remember because there was one guy that would play the black Green Lantern, John Stewart. Yeah. And the other guy that would play um, the um, the Soviet, not Soviet one, but uh, Red Sun. Kyle Jordan outfit with the goggles and shit. Yeah, it would break mid. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you broke my specs. Yeah. But no, like, yeah, they would switch and they both made the same mistakes. It's I, terrible. Well, they would do a zoning Green Lantern, which, if it's at all possible, is even more boring than the normal <laughs> Green Lantern. Like, come on, <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, but hey, no. there were uh, there were no Supermans in the top eight. No, there was there was no Superman. That was here's what here's what Injustice SCR was for me. It was it was a bunch of surprises, and then people surprised me with their picks and their play, both for ill and, and I don't know how to put it. They would make it was like all right, someone will pick GL. I'm like sweet a GL. Haven't seen it. I hate I hate him. I hate fighting him, but I'm glad he's in there. And then they would stop the combo halfway and go for a 50-50 mix-up and lose the match most of the time. Yeah. Uh, okay. That was weird. They would so, intentionally <laughs> drop their – like we talked last podcast about, hey, pick the easier combo. But it's different – picking the easier combo is different than picking – than cutting a combo you know how to do by hand, by memory short on purpose over <laughs> and over again to mix them up in a 50-50. Because they're going to block. It's 50-50. Like, yeah. it was, it was, that was a, there was a lot of mistakes happening in there, but there was a lot of good shit that you could, there's a lot of solid play that I, I was happy to see there with Injustice, but everything was just, I can't get over the GLs dropping the ball. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't even, like, if you ask me anything that stood out with Injustice, SCR, one was the rushdown Deathstroke I wanted to prove he wasn't a douche. <laughs> Which is exactly when we talked about Deathstroke in that episode. It's like, here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna come at you with the combos, and uh, when they realize that that's not what it's about, they're gonna back off and shoot them, and then they're gonna win. And this guy got halfway there, but didn't back down. <laughs> <laughs> he was balls deep. Like, no, Deathstroke's a real character. I'm like, dog, if you don't go back there and play your Ares bullshit, it's all over, and he lost. <laughs> Well, and so, here's here's the thing, because you're like there was a ton of great stuff. 
<clears throat> for Injustice. Like, it was a good, diverse uh, thing going on there with the with matchups. But here's the thing. And this, uh, we talk about this in the podcast. Uh, for those of you who know, it's all don't know, it's all about improving the fighting game scene, right? And improving you as a player. You know, changing your mindset a little bit. Not maybe, maybe we won't bring you to the highest technical level, but at least we can help you think about this game a little bit differently. All right, a little bit more positively. And the first thing is, never change your character because it's a bad matchup, okay? Don't do that. Like, this is, injustice has become, like, at least at this tournament. But in general, people yeah. will just straight up drop the character that they got good at because they because they read on a forum somewhere that it's a bad fucking matchup. Like, it, it drives me crazy. Like, you know, it's, that, it's that Mortal Kombat mentality coming over because yeah. <clears throat> they think, which is weird, because, like, all right, here's the most ridiculous thing about this. If they took that, the mentality they have in Justice, and put that to Blaze Blue, they actually might be able to do what they're talking about doing. Because they figure if they master the core system, then you can just play matchups, because all you got to know is the core system and a couple of bread and butters for each character and key matchups, right? Right. So the idea is... Each time you pick a different character, you're still focusing on your basics. You're going to focus on just your positioning for your character, your mix-ups, and just go from there. I like the idea, but in just the... Like, so like, if they took that and went to Blaze Blue and focused on mastering just, just instant blocking, their burst... Like, if you can get a counter burst and learn how to bait burst... Learn how to abuse the core system in a game like, uh, like an arc system game or anything like that. Like Blade. Then yeah, you can character block, you can character jump. Fuck it, you can play anyone. It can adjust, like, I mean, it's not adjusted, but in Blaze Blue, you can play as anybody if you have the, the mastery of the system. Because the system's so deep, it's designed that if you can master that, you can make any character work. It will be hard as fuck. Right. <laughs> but, you can make it work. So the idea, like, so I like the the idea of it. I've never seen it executed well. If, I, if, if that makes any sense, well, I've been rambling. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Like, you, in Injustice, I mean, Wonder Chef is the perfect example where he knows the core gameplay of this game really well, but that's not how it's, he didn't win because he didn't know his character as well as he should have. And that's the thing is it's like, there, Injustice is a way more balanced game than something like Street Fighter or Marvel, and people fucking character jump all the time in this game, and I don't understand why, because matchups don't fucking mean as much in this game. It's like Sagat versus Zanjeev, I get it, okay? You can't, you can't do it. It just doesn't work. So Zanjeev players have to pick a character with a fireball. I mean, you can make it work, but I get that, okay? I get it, because the system allows you for, like, two defensive options. Block, focus attack. Oh, and the third one is get hit. Those are your... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's it. And so, you know, it's just like, those are your options of Zanji versus Sagat. And so it's like, I get it. The game has not allowed you to do enough. But Injustice has so many ways to open people up and to get in on people and all this stuff. And I don't get the character swapping. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. I, I don't get it. I don't... <clears throat> And I, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to dwell on injustice because, uh, well, actually, I guess because everything else, I guess Street Fighter was interesting. Marvel is Marvel. 
<laughs> like, but I, Injustice sticks in my head because I was happy all, all the way up until the GL shit started happening. And then that wiped my memory of everything else that happened in SCR. Because I was yeah. constantly yelling, like, don't drop your combo. You can do this. And he drops a combo. And he threw away the win. If you had finished your combo, you would have had 40% extra damage on this guy, and you wouldn't have lost by a sliver of life. You know, like... It was was insane, and it just... I don't want to harp on it the whole podcast, but it totally ruined my... Well, not ruined... It ruined my memory of SCR. Because all I remember in Injustice is just that GLs are retards. (laughs) That's all I took from SCR. Well, let's 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 yeah. jump on because here's the thing. Like, Injustice was great. Like, they had the great character lineup, but the whole character bouncing thing, I don't understand why it happens in Injustice. And we must advise you people at home if you watch this. I mean, watch watch the Injustice section and see what we're talking about. Where Wonder Chef would drop shit, and not just Wonder Chef, but Forever King, another great example. The dude oh, yeah. is an incredible Black Adam player, but he would not let this Batman thing go. And it cost him the games that he could have won, and he could have easily been the champion. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was injustice. Let's move on to uh, to Blaze Blue actually. And there's a couple of reasons I want to move on. <laughs> the first reason okay. is, and I just want to get this out of the way. The podcast's favorite fan was back, baby. <laughs> the Fedora Durag <laughs> Snakebite bullshit fucking asshole was there. And he would get in front of the players to hold a sign of, I kid you not, his face with the word <laughs> hype on it. Yeah. Um, what? And then he got a whiteboard because I guess he couldn't charge his iPad at the hotel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But he had a whiteboard. And I'm like, what? Is, what? It, it, it was weird, too. Because they it, at SCR, they showed when it was appropriate to be that guy and when it wasn't because they had commentators talking in front of the crowd and everyone's cheering and shit i'm like where's where's snake bite now no he had to be in front of the fucking players he had to be on he had to be streaking the playoffs man <laughs> and it's like and he's like there and they're like oh he's getting so hype i'm like he has a picture of himself what uh, like I, how, I don't get it, dude. I don't get this is so terrible for the fighting game community when this happens. Take this shithead and put him elsewhere. And can we get some goddamn security on this stage? <laughs> can we get somebody to say, hey, hey, asshole, get fucked. Go wait in the crowd like they have a camera for the crowd. You know, go wait in front of that camera and be a jackass there. But no, this asshole had to be in front of the – it had to be with the players. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And I just – I mean, we talked about it. I was like, I want to walk up there. If I was – I mean, and that's the other thing because the players are there. And can you imagine like you're sitting down at a chess match or something like that, like speed chess or you're in a boxing match, and some dude comes up behind you. And he's like, yeah, boy, with the sign, and he's yelling, and he's like, yeah, there's scoops, baby, it's bobble, baby. Like, what? You brought it up before. That happened at the league thing, and I told the guy to shut the fuck. Did I mention that in the podcast before? Oh, about you... the whole IPL, and I was almost got to fight IPL with that guy. I know I've mentioned it. You, I don't know if you told the whole story, but. Well, yeah, there was, we were watching, we were at IPL, we are watching uh, League of Legends tournament. What was it? It had to be like season two. Yeah. You know, season two. We're watching. Yeah. So season two, uh, League of Legends. We're watching, 
And there's this guy making these terrible jokes, and he's so loud and obnoxious, he's actually drowning out the commentators. Yeah. And I actually had to stop and tell him to shut the fuck up. And, like, it almost turned into a thing, but it didn't back down because, you know, he was just wanting some attention. But, like, it was just amazing to me. I'm like, who does that? Like, I get, like, basketball games? Come on. Like, you're not going to hear any commentator in the crowd. You're there. You're excited. You know, you're not. But, like, when you're watching and there's people on stage and you're trying to hear commentators while you're fucking watching and there's a dude behind you like, yeah, bro. Woo! Oh yeah! It's just yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Can yeah. I? Yeah. You just. I hate when people ruin the experience for other people. And that's the thing is, it's 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 about you when you do that. It's not about the game and hyping up the scene. It's about you. Ugh! Like it's about you. Why do you do this? And the thing is, is here's this thing for tournament organizers because I love the way that the camera setup was for like Street Fighter and and all that stuff where it's like crowd for camera or camera for crowd camera for players camera for commentators that's it okay so that you could be there was jackass cam player cam commentator cams okay and never the three (laughs) shall meet and the other thing is and i get that we can't all be on the stage but can we get like i mean a banner or something behind the players so that because i know I know that the only place to watch the matches wasn't looking over the players' soldiers' shoulders. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not the only place to watch the match. But everybody's there because they're like, I'm on TV, Mom, check me out. Like, it's, I don't, I don't care. They were good about it whenever they got to the uh, finals. Or, like, when they got to the top eight, they got pretty good about getting people off the stage. Yeah. I just. But like... it took them getting to the top eight for them to be like, okay, get those guys away from them so that guy's coach can talk to him. Exactly. And stop being a fucking distracting asshole when these players are trying to concentrate. Like, I would have stood up and turned around and been like, get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away from me. I'm trying to do this very difficult thing that you can't do, which is why you're sitting here in the crowd with a fucking hype sign. Get the fuck away from me. Like, I will say this, too. There was a lot of, um, I won't say, like, rage quits or anything that dramatic, but there was a lot of... Uh... Oh, what's the term? Is that the salt. a lot of saltiness? Salt. A lot of salt. Yes. The term was, salt comes from salty tears. <laughs> just, I couldn't. Uh, I, I, I didn't see. I didn't expect it. There was a lot of salt at that at, uh, SCR. Well, especially at Blaze Blue because Coconoe is busted. <laughs> okay. Wow. Like, I thought I, she was banned, dude. Coconoe is one of the new characters that's coming out in Blaze Blue. This bitch is so. I mean, we talk about, like, anybody can beat anybody if you have a good... No. Not no, her. No, yeah. Not her, you can't. I mean, the guy... Like, Breaker Dave is one of the best Rachels in in North America. And Breaker Dave barely got rounds on this chick. Dude, it was... It was insane. It was a ridiculous... I don't know why they let her in the tournament. Because as soon as someone picked Coconoe, you can hear the crowd sigh. So and, like, and when I say crowd, I mean the four people that care to watch Blaze Blue. That doesn't include us. <laughs> like, and so we're watching, and, like, she just busted the game. And, yeah, she ruined, uh, like, once again, Blaze Blue. I don't know what you guys were thinking. I'm not sure if you thought if you made her broken, everyone would buy her. But you guys, uh, that game, I can't even remotely say 
Blaze Blue is close to fucking balanced anymore. Chrono Phantasm? No. I mean, it is, except for her. Like, I got, the, I mean, she, it's like, the game is balanced, and then there's this, like... like, like saying, it's like, say, you know, Street Fighter 4 is balanced, except for dive kicks. Like, well, no, for... dive kicks is different than there are 18 characters in the game, 17 of them can compete with each other, and one of them stands above the rest. I mean, that's that's different. You can't, you can't say it's the same thing. That's Touché. different. I'm still pretty butthurt about it, though. That was... But they did balance it for the American release. They did rebalance it, and everyone's going to drop her, but it's like, you know. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it, because... Yeah. But yes, the Blaze Blue stuff was actually really interesting because there's a lot of, uh, like, there was a great Valkenhayn player who was crazy good, a great Taukaka player. And Taukaka is like a cat chick. I'm pretty sure when you play characters in Blaze Blue, certain characters, you have to see the world in slow motion to, <laughs> to follow what the fuck your character's doing. I don't even, I couldn't, I couldn't follow it. It's I've been playing this like, game for fucking, what, five years, six years? Like, dude, her, like, her. Her pattern, her passive trait, her ability dashes her so fast yeah. that I don't know how to control her. Yeah. But yeah. I will say this: if you ever want to troll someone on Blaze Blue, you pick Talcaca and you use the dash to uh, zone them, and you throw baseballs and fish bones at them. You won't win, but you will get some hate mail. <laughs> And the yeah. best thing is if they're in the corner is just to give them the cat scratch. You won't win, but you will get some hate mail. Uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that was Blaze Blue. I mean, Blaze Blue was really cool. It was really hype. I mean, we did kind of call it when we were hanging out. And, was, and I was like, what do you think? And he's like, here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a Rachel that's going to win unless someone gets through it, through with Coconut Way to Grand Finals. <laughs> and there's going to be a Lychee that's going to perform really well. And then there's going to be a bunch of other losers that are going to place randomly throughout the rest of it. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, it was actually. I'm saying that I'm I'm really disappointed with uh with how Crow Phantasm's balance is playing out. I think it'll be fun to play, but no fun to watch the tournaments. It'll be more fun to watch, I think, uh, once the game is the new game is released at the end of March, because that's the version, the newest version that they're going to be using. I think it's going to be more fun after that because they're going to be much better about hot fixing shit like that. But. Uh, yeah, this was one of the first majors that Chrono Phantasm, I mean, other than uh, uh, Rebel Up or whatever. I mean, but Rebel Up's not a major, it's a weekly thing. But yes, like, I think that the Blaze Blue scene will have to change a little bit. Especially <laughs> from the fans, like, why are the fans of Blaze Blue such douchebags? Because, <laughs> you, know, you know what, people treat fans of, like, Arc System games like you're... Like, oh, you like Arc System games? You must like tentacle porn and fucking uh, and all types of Japanese shit. Are you an otaku? I'm like, no, I'm not a man that, you know, like, people don't, like, it's crazy. Like, are you an otaku because you like anime fighting games? Well, listen, I like anime and I like Blaze Blue, but I play Blaze Blue because it has a better fighting game system than the games you like playing most of the time. It's not about the anime characters. Stop asking me if I'm in a hentai. I don't like seeing girls be raped by tentacles. It's not my thing, bro. It's, All right, I'm sorry. You, yeah, I mean, the, the moral of this story is is that Blaze Blue is a really great game to watch, and you should watch it. This tournament, though, might be a little boring. But... boring. And also, don't treat Blaze Blue players like they're fucking sex offenders, okay? Maybe they'll stop being douchebags. All right, can we, can we do that? Because you get a lot of shit for being a Blaze Blue player. So let's move on to Marvel Baby. Marvel Baby. Now, before we, uh, 
Now, you already know what we're going to say. Let me let me just let me list off some of these teams here. Magneto, Doom, Virgil. Magneto, Doom, Virgil. Magneto, Doom, Phoenix. <laughs> Zero, Virgil, Dante. Zero, Virgil, Taskmaster. <laughs> and then a Spencer team. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, this is Marvel, baby! Like, that's that's what Marvel is for top eight. And it's, and it's so silly. But... But there it was the salty runback of Apology Man and a Filipino champ for the grand finals. Didn't he win? Was it um throat like he him and Filipino champ have fought once before? And I know we've talked about it in the podcast. I know I'm gonna get email about this, but they fought in a major before, and Apology Man beat him again in that major <laughs> before. Was it? I thought he lost like barely. No, Apology Man ran it, like, came all the way, like, he, that was his thing. Like, he, he climbed through, and they're like, holy shit, this guy's actually gonna beat Filipino Champ. I don't remember, did he, maybe he lost. But Apology Man, if he did lose, he came back with a ridiculous team and won this time. (laughs) So, He was uh, fucking, yeah, he, he was kicking ass. And, you know, I, like, uh, I zoned out so much of, uh, Marvel, but this uh, this Marvel is one with the Firebrand, right? Yeah, the, Apology the Man Brand. played Firebrand, Doctor yes. Doom, Super Scroll. Yes, he, that's right. Okay, it's all flooding back because here's what happened when, when we started watching Ultimate Marvel. We started watching it, and then so Pox into it, and I started drinking. <laughs> and I just waited. And I saw Filipino Champ, and I just I was just watching to see if he lost, and that's when I paid attention. But uh, yeah, that's right. He had. Super Scroll, dirty, dirty setup, where he comes out and he just punches the screen with that punch I always do on accident, while Brand charges his kidnap in the air. So the, you come out, you're blocking the punches, and then Brand grabs you and just beats the living hell out of you every single time. And he's like, oh, you got Phoenix? Let's get that bitch in here. Kidnapped. It's all over. It's just so dirty. It was great. It was like the perfect example of why filipino champ is ridiculous because he's like he, he, he beat the like he had a setup to kill phoenix and his whole team fell apart like he couldn't win with any other characters i mean he got dormammu in there he's like fuck it let's get dormammu in here like oh i love it i love it it was crazy that was fucking insane yeah i was I was, it, it came out of nowhere. It was a joy to see because it was just, it was just great to see this dude wreck the current meta, but he still had Doom, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like whenever we see people like play different characters like Firebrand or Super Scroll, the, the basis of their team, like the one thing that would make that team not work if it wasn't there is always Dr. Doom or Virgil. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those are the two people that, there was not a single team. Oh no, there was one. There was one team. There was one team in top eight that did not have Doctor Doom or Virgil. Every other team had Virgil or Doctor Doom or both in their team, <laughs> like in top eight. So really, the only character difference was their point character sometimes, because there was like three zeros and three Magnetos and like I don't know, I don't fucking know. But Firebrand was cool, and it makes you think like, man, what if? You know, the Japanese players really cared about this game, and they wanted to innovate and found someone other than Virgil to be crazy powerful, like X-23 or Jill or Shumagarath or any of these other crazy hyper-carry characters that no one cares about because they're not... They're not I don't know why people have slept on Shumagarath as a fucking 
anchor, his fucking chaos dimension is brutal. Yeah, and it's 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 unblockable. Like, come on, guys. It's, it's some pretty dirty setups, and I'm like, and there's one guy that was at in the random pools, Evo, that had a Suma team, but I don't think he had him as anchor. I think he had him as a point man. Like, he was just, I'm gonna build meter. I'm gonna spin, turn to stone, shoot eyes. <laughs> That's all he did. Yeah, dude. Yep. But that's Marvel, baby. I mean, I, I like watching Marvel for matches just like watch it just for the grand finals because that's actually a really exciting match. It's really cool to watch because the pace of the match is completely different than the normal pace of these matches because of Firebrand, because of Firebrand and Super Scrawl. It's really cool to watch. I mean, the other matches look just like a normal Marvel match. They're fighting and then Zero does a f- full life combo and they're dead or Magneto does a full life combo and they're, they're dead. Like it doesn't, it's just Marvel, but Watch it for the grand finals. It's awesome. And you get to see Filipino champ lose. I don't care either way. I think he's fine. But, uh, you know. No, I hate that name. But whatever. I don't even know him. That's the problem. I hate him. I don't know him. But. <laughs> well, the best part is he totally popped off in the middle of that set. He totally, like, he did that thing where he, like, stood up and he's he's walking around looking for something that's not there. You know? Yeah. He's just, like, stands <laughs> up like, yeah, drop the stick. I'm going to walk around now. i walk around. So you don't get it, look. He doesn't see anybody because he's so high above him, Pac. He's so high above him, man. It's like, it's like what those MMA fighters do when they get in a cage. They just like start walking around the cage, looking, looking. I'm like, and the guy, there's that other guy in the cage, like, what the fuck is this dude? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for, dude? You, you, you looking for your kid in the audience somewhere? Like, what are you, what are you doing? But uh, yeah, oh man, I, but I, I mean, it was, it was still, it was some good matches. Some yeah. Good matches. Uh, good matches. It got, it got my attention. And it kept me from finishing that bottle. So yeah. So let's uh, let's round it off with uh, Street Fighter Four, which was really awesome. Here's the cool part about Street Fighter Four, right? Twitch TV, big shout-outs to them. They basically shipped in uh, four of the, I think it was yeah, they shipped in uh, Wow Infiltration. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, the Ken player. Oh, I'm stupid. I don't know his name because he got booted. Yeah, <laughs> he got beat. Before he made, yeah, I don't know if he made top, top thirty six. No, he was like he got. He oh, got Michael Tan. Out. That's what it is. It's Michael Tan who played. He Ken. got knocked out in the um, top sixteen, didn't he? Yeah, he's in. He's uh, he's tied with everyone else for seventeenth place. Uh, he's Uh-oh. Ken player, but they they shipped in these guys, and two out of the four of them, or three out of the four of them, or whatever, made it to top eight. Like it was really cool, right? Yeah. Like. It was great to see an organization like Twitch ship these guys in for a tournament like this, and it made the whole thing so much more exciting. You know, but I'm going to say, I got pretty butthurt until uh, they started showing, like, at the end of it, at the grand finals with Infiltration. Yeah. I got pretty butthurt because I'm like, he's throwing this match. Fuck Infiltration. And I realized, and then, uh, I think it was PR Rog was talking about how he didn't expect him to bring out his Chung Lee and how much of a problem his Chung Lee was. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's used Chung Li in other tournaments that I haven't seen. Infiltration uh, is known as an Akuma player, and he played Chun Li this entire tournament with a very, f- well, a couple of exceptions for matchups he didn't like, or whatever. It was, yeah, and he he did some pretty awesome shit with her too. It was, it was, it went from boring. I'm like, oh my god, really? It's it's like watching Justin Wong cheese out Daigo again, and all of a sudden he would do something amazing. And I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. shit, Infiltration. Like, I didn't know we had that combo on Chun-Li. I didn't know Chun-Li could do that. That's crazy, which is great. Like, you love to see that at these tournaments. 
And yeah. uh, Oni is becoming really popular now, man. Like, he's he's starting to see a little more Dragon Ball Z in <laughs> Street Fighter Four. You know why? Because he can move like a character from a better game. <laughs> yeah, he's got real options. <laughs> so he's just wrecking people. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Now, God bless WoW. I love his play as Oni. I love when Snake Eyes plays Oni. I like. I love when when Infiltration plays Oni. Like Oni is just like one of those characters I love watching. He's so fun to watch. It's such an epic beatdown every time he gets a combo. I love it. I love it. I wish you know why better. you love it. You love it because he can never back down. Oni yeah. can never pull an Akuma and just say fuck it and zone you. Oni always has to get up and be like, oh, I'm about to die and karate chop you. He has to. That's the way I think that it, it should be. It should go. It should go like that, or it should go like Knuckle Do with the crazy guile Sonic booms. Like, you know, you have a, you either you either play like Oni, where it's like an epic match, or you have a, a match like a Knuckle Do fight or a Dominion fight, where you're watching two dudes fight, like epically fight, but they're just fighting to control the space, right? Yeah. So it's this really tense thing of like who is going to get into the ideal zone to land a combo before the other. It's a really, it's really uh, electric to see those kinds of matches happen. The one match you don't want to see is like, you know, like the fucking Ryu versus Ken style or oh. this versus Rose. And you're like, I don't care. Like, oh my God. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh God. Anytime Rose plays, uh, I think you're right. It's just, I just go straight to sleep. Like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. oh, man. I'm like oh shit, she's doing something. Okay. okay. What? Back to sleep. They had they had one <laughs> one of my favorite matches of the whole tournament was I Peru versus Snake Eyes El Fuerte versus Zanjeev. <laughs> it is the most ridiculous match you're ever gonna see this year. The, Watch he was, it. He was running around so much it was like a basketball game. It's like <laughs> just running constantly. <laughs> oh man, it was hilarious. And when he, <laughs> I can't believe. L4, they got caught in Zanji's alt. It's oh, yeah. hilarious. Because it's just when you're spinning and he's got you in that headlock, and he looks at you like, yeah. You look at him like, no. <laughs> <You're just laughs> and it's just such an epic way to end a match. Like, oh, and he just tosses you into the corner. Like, yeah, fuck that. I got flex. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Because it's an air-only throw, and Flerte has this move where he runs, and you push a button, and he either dive tackles you, or dive throws, or like body splashes you, kind of a thing. One is a throw, one one can be blocked, one can't, and so you have to kind of pick which option you want to use uh, to block it. <laughs> and Zanjeev's answer is, is Snake Eyes is so fast, he can do an instant air 720. I want you to think about that. He can make it so that as soon as Zanjeev leaves the ground, the frame, the very frame he leaves the ground, he does a 720 on his pad and hits all the buttons he needs to hit instantly. And he reacts with that. Okay, I could do that in practice mode, but when you when there's a luchador running at you with this epic burrito body splash, <laughs> and he just jumps and does it, like, it's crazy. You have to watch the match. It's so cool, you guys. If you get a chance to see it, it's uh, it's over the top. And, you know, the K-Brad uh, infiltration uh, t- grand finals was really cool. Cammy and Oni. Yeah. It was a, they played very well. I was just upset because I thought infiltration was throwing it. But he went pretty hard, and uh, he he played really well. Like, 
it's crazy because you're gonna get a little bored, and then he's gonna do something with Chun Li that you didn't know that bitch could do, right. and then you're back in it. And here's the thing I want to end on for this SoCal Regional uh, run back here is basically you uh, you want to do uh, you want to do one coach, right? That's what they were talking about on the stage. They're like, you can have each player can have one coach, whatever, right? And uh, I'm being informed by our fact checker that it was not. He's right. It was not. Uh, uh, Infiltration played Chun Li the whole time. <laughs> he played infiltration, played Chudley the whole time. So, uh, uh, you know, Houston says, uh, yeah, it was Cammy versus Chudley the whole time. So, I apologize, listeners at home. When you watch it, it's still just as interesting. Watch it. It's still but pretty damn interesting. What the point I'm making is, if uh, the rules of the tournament were just one coach per player on the stage at a time. And I think it's a rule should be enforced because when you have players like infiltration who come out for these tournaments, he's not going to fucking ship out a coach with him people. Okay. And so, and it happened in that match. I'm convinced that the reason K Brad won is because partway through that tournament, three people basically hopped the fence, came over to K Brad and were like, this is what you need to do to beat this guy. Yeah. It's not okay. Yep. After he talked, you, you he made it happen. You can't do that. It's stupid and it shouldn't happen. Like he had, uh, who was it? PR Rog? PR Rog. Yeah, he had PR Rog as his, as his second. K Brad had him as his second. And Infiltration, <laughs> Infiltration got up because Justin Wong came on the stage after K Brad was getting his ass kicked. And Justin Wong comes on the stage and starts talking to him. And Infiltration stands up and he walks over to PR Rog and he goes, So do you want to come be my coach now? <laughs> because now this dude's got like three coaches here and what the fuck <laughs> like but nobody said anything i'm i'm surprised i i think that it's a rule that we need to continue to use because there just can't be so many people yeah i mean <laughs> but i think i think infiltration didn't care because dude i told him how the win against chung lee was pr rog right pr rog was because pr rog is the only dude that has downloaded infiltration in any way shape or form well that isn't Asian, I guess, because she was his name. Shin? How do I say his name? Shin? Yeah. Jin. Jin. Yeah. He was fucking kicking it Trace's ass. He had that system down. Yeah. It was cool. But, uh, yeah, like I said, for a future, I, I hope that we continue to do the, the coach thing. So yes. we're going to move on to uh, our main topic, which I just realized we actually didn't say. We're doing a classic version uh, of our main topic here. We're doing the top five most overpowered fighting game characters of all time. We're calling in our classics division uh, <laughs> of Keep It Classy, and, uh, and we're going to go from there. So, Paul, are you, are you there, my friend? I'm here. All right. So, Paul, this is Paul, uh, a.k.a. Uh, the Pulse Rifle. And if you yep. want to uh, you want to check him out, this is Pulse Rifle, aka the Pulse Rifle. Follow him at the Pulse Rifle. Yeah, simple, easy to remember. <laughs> so, uh, and Paul's been a good friend of both of ours for for a long time, and a good uh, good friend of the podcast. So, Thank Paul, you. let's jump right in, baby. So, number five, coming in at number five. <sighs> just, 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 just describe it to me here. Hit me up. All right. So, um, this guy hits you with a fucking hammer and says, "I win." Shao Kahn. See? There you go. Shao, Shao Kahn. Kahn. He's higher on my list. Mortal Kombat 2. Fuck that oh, 
Because he hit you with a hammer in, like, mid-round. Like, that's fair. Okay. He just... I'm like, where? Did you pull from your tank, homie? Where did the hammer come from? It came from the outworld, dude. Dog. And what the outworld the- is, is fucking hammer space. That's, that's how that shit rolls. <laughs> just throwing hammers. He yeah. ruins me in that game. In any Mortal Kombat, I'd be shunk, was it? The, the, the shapeshifter Shaw Shang Song whooped his ass. Did the forearms made him fuck made him my bitch. I'm like, oh man, forearms. That's great. Goro, Kentaro, Botaro, yeah. All of yeah. them. Watching well, Kentaro. Kentaro worked me over. I'm yes. like, oh, did they get some tattoos? Are you stronger now? Like, what happened? <laughs> you beat the shit out of me. <laughs> like so, Kentaro. For those yeah. of you who don't know, Shao Kahn is the final boss from Mortal Kombat 2, Paul, on? Is that yes. right? Uh, at least. Uh, so the, that's the one, if I was to pick a game where he was just a belligerent asshole, it would have to be Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. Yeah. So, just because you, you just got through fighting Kintaro, and Kintaro's a bitch, but he's not the final boss. He's the Centaur, so, right? Uh, no, 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 that's that's Motaro. Mo- Motaro is from uh, uh, Mortal Kombat 3 and on, but, uh, like, you know, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, if you, yeah. But Mortal Kombat 2, it goes Kintaro, and then followed up by Shao Kahn, who just basically, like, runs at you before running was a thing in Mortal Kombat, and hits you with a goddamn hammer, and that's the fucking game. And then he says, I win. He also yeah. taunts you during the match. He hits you in the face with a sledgehammer, and you want to know what the last thing you want to hear when you get hit in the face with a sledgehammer is? You will never win. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. If we're going there, it's you weak, pathetic fool. Yeah! Oh, I hate him. Here's the worst, here's the worst thing, because some Mortal Kombat 9, me, well, me and, uh, and Pac would do, since you know we weren't that good at it, is we would do... <laughs> To be, you know, versus, you know, tag team. We kept losing <laughs> to Shao Kahn. Yeah. I had, like, we would play up into Shao Kahn, and I would switch to noob, uh, Cybot, and just make him run the marathon. Just throwing <laughs> clones at him. Like, no, I had oh. to get dirty with the Nightlings. <laughs> like, oh, I could get axes and prison shanks and arrows and lightning bolts, and I'm never getting anywhere near you and your crazy fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> Now what? What's uh? Give us give us a little bit of history on Shao Kahn. What's the what's his uh? What's his story? You know what I mean? He's the the king of uh, uh the outworld. Yeah, I mean he, like that was his that's his realm. That's you know yeah. he made uh he made uh Shang Tsung his bitch and said go and conquer the fuck out of the Earth realm and then they made a movie about it and it was kind of okay. Now, see Paul, you skipped over all the nuances, man. Oh whatever, dude. He uh yeah he he didn't just do that, man. <laughs> like he took over Outworld, which used to apparently be an okay place. And Maybe. Outworld is like uh the story behind Mortal Kombat is there's Outworld decides that it wants to rule Earth. And the god of the god of thunder on Earth is like, we need to have a tournament to see if you guys can actually take Earth. And uh, and I'm I'm not desperate, I promise. And Outworld's like, okay, cool, we're gonna do a tournament then. And uh, Shao Kahn is the emperor of Outworld when the tournament starts. I I still try and think of Mortal Kombat as Jean Claude Van Damme the game, which is what it was supposed to be when they drafted it. So like all of the nuance and the complications, I'm just like, it's about people ripping spines out of people's necks 
<laughs> that's that's Mortal Kombat. Like you're looking to see some really cheesy death shit. It's it's a it's a video game snuff film from you know 1994. Uh, so, but with such a rich fighting system, and now when you rip that spine out, you want you, want, you it matters so much more. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hold on. If if we're going back to Mortal Kombat 2, I don't know if I'd call that rich. Maybe rich for no, like 1994. More, I'm gonna but... say Mortal Kombat 2. I'm saying like up to Mortal Kombat 9. Okay, yeah, but that's I'm story. See, I'm I'm. I'm still, and I'm still two, you know, back in 1994, so. In 94, <laughs> he still had the story. You just very long didn't read time it. Ago. A you very didn't read the comic book. Dude, <laughs> I, I did. All right. All right. So we're, we're going we're gonna to jump on to number four. Because four. Let's hit, let's hit up number four. So number five is Shao Kahn. We're going to list them all off for you guys. Tell us number four. Tell us his story. And tell us why he's friggin' bust. All right. The quote is, kneel before your master. That's right, man. It's Gil. Oh, it's Gil. No. It's Gil as fuck. fuck. No, Gil. see, it's it's fuck Gil because you get all the way through and and he, oh, if if you don't somehow like cheese the bitch out, he gets resurrection and then he will fuck your couch. He was tough, best. man. I couldn't beat Gil. I don't even know what Gil's story is. He's he looks like he looks like a stripper slash football fan who's painted both sides of his whole body red and blue. Yeah, I could. All I remember is that uh, he took it over from Urian because I played because Urian pretty much punks him and then leaves. Like, yeah, I got my cult back. And all I did with Urian is do that headbutt, fucking that cheesy elbow headbutt combo whenever I could, and just tyrant like uh, what was that shit? Um, the tyrant bullshit super. Oh, dude, I I tyrant slaughter. Yeah, yeah I well, I I remember. I remember your uh, your your bullshit Urian, and I would parry the fuck out of you, and then you would tell me that I somehow went to church. No, no, fuck you. You went. No, uh, we're not doing this. We're not okay. doing this. So I'm the thing right. with Let's Gil, play. right, is Gil, you have to kill him twice. <laughs> yeah, well, well, okay, you have to kill him twice, probably in the second round. The first round, you can get away with with beating him before he gets his uh, before he gets his charge up but here's here's the thing with with gil it it's not it's not just the fact that uh that he's overpowered as shit and the fact that you have to kill him twice in the second round but also uh depending on what side he's facing he's either going to hit you with fire or ice and usually when he hits you with a projectile you're going to have to parry twice if you're into parrying um, but that's a two, that's a two hit each time. So you have to either have your timing way down, or you've got to be really quick with it, or that's be so, super cheesy. Yeah, that's so fucked up. <laughs> he's he's he was on my list, man. Gil is Gil is rough. He's from Third Strike. If we didn't if we didn't mention that as well, he, he's, yeah, uh, he's he's the final he's, boss. Well, he was uh, he's been like he's been through the full series, but yeah, most people know him from Third Strike because Third Strike was you know, the one that most people played. I mean, he's, he's been around for a while. And in fact, he had like a, he had a story with Alex who was supposed to be the main character of that game. But I, I didn't give a shit because I don't know. Capcom stories are kind of flat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, they're, they're just a bunch of archetypes that fight. And occasionally the Russian dances with Mikhail Gorbachev. I mean, okay, sure. (laughs) But Dudley's like, his whole story is he's, he just wants to get his car back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, Gil stole his fucking car. That that shit, that's rough. That's, I mean, 
You know, of course, of course, Jeeves comes in with the helicopter and T if he wins matches, but, you know, that's cool. He still wants his car back. He still wants his car back. This is Daz Jaguar. I love it. This dude jacks a car and making a high-speed chase, and this one Indian dude is like, you know what? No, not this time, nigga. Punch him down. He punches out the best fighters in the world. The villain shows up. He beats that dude up. And he's like, why are you beating on me? Who, I, didn't, I didn't do anything to you. He's like, I want my car back. And Gil's like, this over a car? He's like, my dad's car. Gil's <laughs> the car. And then nigga just leaves. <laughs> that's like, that's like punching Hitler out. And Hitler's like, why are you doing this? You're not Jewish. And he's like, you're like I want my car. Hitler's like, oh, shit, take my Rolls Royce. And you're like, okay. And you just leave him. <laughs> they just drive off like, woo. Yeah, no, that that's good. I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. There's a there's a build happening here. So let's all right. Let's 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 hit up. Let's hit up number three, man. All right. So what's number, number three. Number three does not have a quote involved, but uh, I I was asked by Savage to come up with some like there's going to be one that was going to be obscure. So okay. here's number three, Durrell, from the I, Virtual Fighter series. Thank oh, you. Oh shit. I don't even know who this is. Explain it to me. <laughs> okay, Durrell, as I understand him from, like, the first Virtual Fire on, is basically, like, liquid metal that basically does anybody's moves and is a complete and utter bitch. What? Yes. How does, what, what makes him busted? How does he... How does, how does he, he's busted because he's everybody at once. Any move in a game... He can do so if you block, start blocking strings. He can start doing fucking gals judo combos on you. <laughs> and, and the best part is, you only get one try. Yep. What? One try. Yep. Only get one try, and then they say, "Well, that was fun. Good luck next time." Yeah, I, I like it's much like uh, uh, Street Fighter Alpha Three when you finally get to Shin Bison and and you lose to Shin Bison and the end credits roll. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's just that's imagine Virtual Fighter. And Virtual <laughs> Fighter in arcade mode is hard as fuck. Because <laughs> like, it's isn't that, I, isn't that the classic thing from arcade mode is the first round is easy and then the second through the eighth rounds or whatever it was are crazy hard so that you have to put another quarter in kind of thing? People it, forget that in Vertical Fighter 4, Evo, what they did was they made the AI copy players from the arcades in Japan. And so the arcade mode would go from a guy who, you know, just wanted to play the game to a dude that runs that arcade, and then Duran or Dural, that's how it went. So you went, so you basically fought a dude that was like, okay, I run this arcade, and you beat this nigga finally. Like, oh my god, I finally got my string down. Put that dude in the fucking grave, and then you get there, like, is this bitch made out of liquid metal? And she starts just punching you, <laughs> and it makes that heavy like douche sound every time she hits you. You're like, uh, uh, I'm gonna block, and she's like, guess what? I got thrown. Oh, you're like, leave me alone. It's okay. Next round. I download you, bitch. I got you. Next round. Oh, it's over. Credits. Oh. Yep. oh. How do you so beat Gerald? Do you just beat better? I, I don't know. So, sometimes you're just awesome. Sometimes he's just Gerald. I mean, oh, that's, that's it. Like, just you're just, you just have to deal with it. It's, you know, it, it's, uh, you have just one shot. And if you if you somehow like miraculously get through the whole game and you can do it like 
Hooray. I don't know that I've ever seen the final credits. Uh, maybe like years and years ago when I probably broke it somehow, but I don't ever remember doing it. I have never been able to do it. And I played Virtual Fire 4, Virtual Fire Evo, Virtual Fighter, was it 5 on Xbox or that shit was? <laughs> and then I bought Virtual Fighter 5, the Ultimate Edition, when I had to do with the hair and the red uh, fucking karate bullshit I'd never actually played. And then <laughs> the, the, I the, still... The white hair guy? Yeah. And when I played Virtual Fire 4 Evo, I beat almost all the arcades. Yeah, Never did I beat the roll. Never. Well, all right. How are we gonna? How does it get better? What's number two? How? Like line it up. I mean, this guy. All right. Who's who's tougher all than right. the roll? All right. Uh, so this one, this is gonna be controversial because it's um might not be what you think of as a fighting game, but it uh, could also be considered a puzzle. My oh. my answer for number two is Mike Tyson. Oh. <laughs> Like from Punch Out? Hell yes. Oh shit. Hell yes. Hell yes. So let all right. So let me explain this. So uh nineteen eighty seven, um, when Nintendo gets the licensing rights for Mike Tyson for Mike Tyson's Punch Out, they take a game that came from the arcade, they adapt it to the NES, they add in a whole new puzzle system or so that I, I, I call it a puzzle system because those of you who've actually played Punch Out throughout the years have have basically whittled it down from something that seems like a sports game, seems like a fighting game. No, it's really a puzzle. Like you, you once you get the patterns down, it's a puzzle. But like I've seen people play that game blindfolded all the way through. Yeah, it it, uh, it, it well yeah, and that's because they actually. But but you'll you'll also see that they get knocked down on Mr. Sandman because that shit's gonna happen. But. Uh, <laughs> Even blindfolded, like you get you get knocked down by Mr. Sandman and the the blindfold comes off. But um, but as far as Tyson goes, like let's you know let's go through let's go through the strategy. The first like minute thirty, and uh, and it's you know probably closer to sixty seconds of this fight. The first minute thirty on the game clock is one hit kills. What? Whoa. The first minute thirty of Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Uh, on the clock is one hit uppercut kill. <laughs> and so, so here's, here's the thing. So he'll, um, and, and if you dodge it, you can get in, uh, two face jabs, but most people, it, this is kind of like their, uh, for those who, uh, remember battle toads from way back in the day, the meat grinder, that was Whoa. the, uh, the, the speeder bike level number three. Fuck. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. I hate to do a C Paul. Uh Oh, pause. Okay. I'm going to take you back in the way back machine, right? Okay. <laughs> Let me take you back to why my dad stopped playing us rent co-op beat-em-up games. Uh-huh. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so what we used to do, you get some Double Dragon, get some Double Dragon 2. We would do, do that shit all the time because we got Double Dragon on the 2600 Atari, and my dad realized that we would sit down and play the fuck out of these beat-em-ups. So he got us, whatever it was just me and another cousin, we would rent a beat 'em up, play through it. We got Battletoads, right? First of all, with Battletoads, when player when either player dies, it's game over for like when you run out of health, like uh like you have no more lives, it's over for both of you. Not for not just for player one. Player one's playing like shit and he dies, it's over for the both of you, right? <laughs> so that's a great start already. All right. 
then you can beat the shit out of each other on accident too, right? (laughs) (laughs) You go from the first stage, which is cool, to a pit where you're propelling down a pit where you have a sword and you can turn it into a hammer and you can accidentally hit your other guy and knock him off a rope. So just getting it the second level, me and Lou have already almost come to blows, right? My cousin (laughs) Lou, he comes over, we're playing this game, and we have already almost come to blows. And then we get to the fucking speeder bikes, right? Now, the first thing with speeder bikes is this weird, gross, fleshy level where you beat up rat guys, then you get speeder bikes, and you use ramps to jump from weird, fleshy beach to another. I don't know how to describe it. It's gross. And if you go too low, you fall into this thing full of wet balls, and you die. And yes. then you miss the ramp, you fall into the wet balls and die. And if you hit a wall, you go flying off your bike into the wet, wet balls and die. <laughs> and so you're just dying, right? And now you're dying, and so you're doing good. You're like, oh, man, I got this. I got the rhythm. You're hopping up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the baddest motherfucking toad. Oh, Lou. Lou, look out, Lou, go! Dead. <laughs> Back at the beginning of the level, <laughs> we went. We did this like four times, four or five times. We got down, and then it ended in a fist fight. I don't know who fucked up first, but it was like, nigga, if you're not gonna get it right, then why are you doing it? And then we started fighting, and I mean, like fighting, like we're drawing blood. I'm like, we've been playing all Saturday. You know how you see the ramp? It blinks. You know where it's at? What the fuck are you doing? We fought, then we couldn't play video games for three months because <laughs> Dad stopped letting us play beat 'em ups because right. uh, because of that. So, I'm sorry, I didn't so mean to take so long. That was awesome, but okay. So Mike Tyson, first minute right. thirty, so, first minute so, thirty, one hit kill. All right, that's right. So so yeah, so it was a one hit kill. And my reason for bringing up Battletoads is the fact that most people don't think that there was a level four to Battletoads. So like. <laughs> So, I mean, there was, sure. And with Mike Tyson, he does do something different after the first minute 30. Uh, he does this weird, like, juke punch. It's like, the, he, he, it, I almost want to call it shucking. It's weird. Um, but he does this, like, this little, this little, like, you know, twist jab, uh, for the next minute 30 until you, you know, you get to the second round. And then he does, like, in the, so, so the first round, you probably, you know, like, if you, if you really game it, uh, you can maybe get one knockdown, maybe, maybe two, if you're somehow, like, you know, using a tool assist or whatever. But the, the real meat of it comes in the second round when for the first 30 seconds, he's doing rabbit punches. Um, in, in it, yeah, like varying speed, but yeah, he does rabbit punches and that shit, like, if you, if you don't get the rhythm down, that'll take you down in like three or four punches. Um, but basically, like, here's the thing. Tyson is, is a puzzle, uh, just like every other player. And when you learn it and you get it, um, and you beat him, like, yeah, you feel like it's a, it's a serious accomplishment. And that's why he's number two. All right. Well, let's. This is, I mean, we've got, so, so far we've got number five is Shao Kahn, the Emperor of Outworld from Mortal Kombat. we got number four, Gil from Third Strike. Number three, Dural from uh, Virtual Fighter. And number two, Mike Tyson from Super Punch-Out. Who takes the crown of crowns of most busted hey. characters in all fighting games? Correction, not Super Punch-Out. 
punch out. Mike Tyson's punch out. Mike punch Boom. Mike Tyson's punch out. So number two is from Mike Tyson's <laughs> punch out. He yeah. it's from his game. That's right. It's his right. game. So who Before takes J- who takes the crown, man? Who's number yeah. who's number one? Um so I, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the bluegrass uh, esque, and I'm talking about bluegrass from Silverhawks. The bluegrass character from Guilty Gear Double X. That would be I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that cheesy bitch. <laughs> that's she pretty fights much you all with a guitar. <laughs> that's pretty much all, all I have to say is that cheesy bitch. You know, like, that's it. <laughs> we were talking, and Keith was like, yeah, "I know." I'm like, "Okay." She was hard because. Alright, I know was in Guilty Gear X, and when they came out with Guilty Gear X, I think it was XX, Yeah, I bought it for PS2, and there's a story mode and achievement modes that they have in that game, right? And you unlock colors by completing them. Now, Dizzy's story, to get her awesome skin, you gotta beat her story mode, and her story mode, you fight boss mode I know, and <laughs> she plays notes that and does a special super that comes in waves that you have to dodge and dash through, right? But if you want to yes. beat her, the only way to beat her with I with Dizzy, because you only get one try, and then you have to go back all the way through Draw style. You have to go in, bait her into doing into eating a barrier burst, a counter burst, so you get full fucking tension. Do your fucking balls out lasers of death, Dizzy Super. Hit her with that, right? You run in and you do this combo, and I learned this combo just for this boss. It <laughs> fills up enough meter for you to do that super again and kill her. Now, I told Keith, fuck I know, she doesn't need to be on this list, until I looked up that combo, which, by the way, was the first time I went to Dust Loop, to the Dust Loop forums. Uh, I can't do that combo now. <laughs> like... I don't have the will. I don't have, I, I'm not, I don't. I have a job. I have bills. I can't. <laughs> like, I was in, I was in college when I did that. I have too much. I, I'm like, I can't. I can't dedicate it. And she, and the thing is, is <clears throat> some people can't dodge her shit. Potemkin can only dodge <laughs> some of her shit. Like, there's other parts you just get hit. You're Potemkin. You're fucking huge. If you're standing in a certain part of the screen, you can't dodge it. You're just going to get fucking hit. So you just had to make sure you killed her. You had enough life to not get instantly killed because if she decided to do the same super over and over again, I mean, you just get cheesed the fuck out. I mean, you just keep – she, if she sat there because the bitch has infinite super, so you just fucking do it. That's she true. would do it over and over again. And if she decided to do this one super over and over again, you would just fucking die with Potemkin. Doesn't matter. <laughs> fuck you. Doesn't matter. She's the witch who takes her shirt off, doesn't wear a bra when she wins, and she Yay. plays with a guitar, and she's got a witch's hat that shoots music notes that have teeth. At you, like, it's well, crazy. The, the hat talks and yeah. it spits music notes. Okay, she's got like straight. the Harry Potter sorting hat on her head. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. The sorting hat for fighting games. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> fighting game sorting hat on her head. She fights with a guitar that she rides across the stage, and her throw is she chokes you out with a guitar string. <laughs> like, I I dub the Hufflepuff bitch. Yeah. Am I the only person that hasn't read any Harry Potter? It's Probably. it's a, it's gonna be okay, dude. Because because okay. once you get to the end of book seven, you're like, oh, you you stupid bitch, stop writing. <laughs> oh, not a fan. Well, this uh, we're no, not, no, 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 no. It's it's we're not it's, doing this. Harry not Potter. doing a Harry Potter right. thing. It's not what this All right. is about. Hang Although on. a Harry Potter fighting game would be awesome. Hang on, hang on. I have an honorable mention. 
Oh uh, shit! Okay, we got our we got okay, a so, runner up. So here's here's my here's my honorable mention, and and the, all all five of my my top uh, overpowered bosses are uh, ones that I have played. I have one that I have not played, but uh, I was actually talking with uh, coworkers who are also into the scene, and uh, their pick is Parase Elsia from Arcana Heart Three. Keith Beater, I like did. his first time doing it. Keith <laughs> yeah, Beater, well, because you made this whole thing about Arcana Heart Three, where he's like, I can't beat the arcade mode, whatever. And I went over to his house and I played that cheesy swimming suit chick that rides the blob that can flex on you it's weird and okay. uh, hang on hang on B- before before i forget um the i'll say the the modifier i will give you is score attack mode uh, oh, nope. that i'm not doing because i don't hate myself <laughs> but, uh, no the arcade mode i could take that bitch that was a re- yeah like yeah, I saw that on a lot of lists, and I'm like, that's bullshit. Because, like, I just, at least how smart I am, I just Googled just today <laughs> top 10 fighting game bosses. I'm like, I play enough fighting game bosses. I could just look it up. And all these lists have been disappointing me because, one, we all know every SNK boss is broken. So, <laughs> so like, every list that matters pretty much has a, a number that just says any SNK boss. <laughs> and then, like, you move on. But people kept listing the boss from Arcana Heart. And I listened. I'm like, Pog beat it in one go. And I couldn't beat it with the, the bitch with the big titties and the psychic powers. But if I, got, if I could pick a different character, I probably could beat the shit out of that boss, too. It, it, it's it, a good honorable I, mention. It was a tough fight. I, yeah. I suppose so. But I, I, for me, when I watched the uh, score attack fight, I, I felt like I was watching a cave shooter. <laughs> like that you know and and you know having the whole deal of like every time she jumps she gets like she gets invincibility frames and i'm like that's weak man so i never i never fought her but like at least from what i saw from the score attack i was like that's that's pretty messed up no dude that was that was great well actually my one honorable mention if i had to say would be the skull girl from skull girls i was just a about to say her she was so tough <laughs> she's she summons bone weapons and zombies while you're fighting her i'm like am i playing ghouls and ghosts or something right now what the fuck and she murders you mm. but uh yeah same kind of vein though yeah uh, and and bringing up bringing up skulls and stuff I, I i keep feeling like you know i i would love to mention zarak as the end boss from Weapon Lord, but really, quite frankly, how on earth am I ever going to get to the end game of Weapon Lord? I don't know if anybody's <laughs> tried, but oh my god, that game is is a meat grinder. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I give props to people who can get through it, but man, I can't. Yeah, no, that uh, game. I think I think that about wraps it up, though. I think that wraps it up for our first. I mean, well, I mean, Paul, that was fantastic, man. Thank you for Thank being you. our first. Our first. Uh, Special guest on the show, honoring our 20th episode, and uh, thank you for thank being you for our, having me. Yeah, and thank you for being our fact checkers slash uh, <laughs> classics division of Keep It Classic. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say bye to Paul again. Uh, Paul Strifle, ladies and gentlemen, aka the Pulse Rifle. Check him out at the Pulse Rifle. Uh, and uh, yeah, we really really appreciate. Uh, him giving us our time. So we're, we're going to move on to our character 
of the week this week, the Makoto from Street Fighter Third Strike. So, Savage, why don't you give us an image of Makoto? From okay. Alright. Imagine a young girl at a, at a dojo. You know, it's a little rundown, but, you know, she's taking care of it. She's gardening. You know, she's, she's keeping it presentable. She's preserving a piece of her ancestral history, right? So picture this young girl. <laughs> okay. Now, picture her dick-hating lesbian girlfriend. And that's Makoto. She <laughs> works at this dojo. And her and her homegirl are working at this dojo. And one chick seems like she's trying to work on making that dojo happen. And Makoto's just running around punching niggas in the dick and saying, Hey, I learned how to do this at my dojo. And that's <laughs> what she does. She comes out in this karate gi. She doesn't, this bitch doesn't even wear a sports bra. She just tapes that shit up with ace bandages. Fuck it. You're so <laughs> puts on her karate gi. It just starts punching niggas in the dick. And the worst part is, what I used to hate, it's a random thing, but what I used to hate is if you pick the right color for her, she does it all with a yellow or a white belt. It's yeah. a little insulting. Because <laughs> she just, she just comes at you like, ha And she punches you in the dick, and then starts choking you out. And I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, give me your money. And she keeps punching you until you're stunned. That's the thing is with Makoto, she one of her my favorite move with her because I of course love playing her is uh, she grabs you by the collar and she picks you up off the ground like you know schoolyard bully style and shakes you <laughs> like she chokes you out you know what I mean and to see her like walk up to Zanjif he's like what's this bitch doing and she grabs him by the chest hair and picks him up off the ground <laughs> and like gives him a choke and he's like oh god and then karate chops him to death. It's pretty over the top. I love that bitch. But Zanji's not in Third Strike, but she does the same thing to to Alex and all the other guys. She grabs Uriel. Uriel doesn't have a collar. <laughs> she chokes him out. She grabs him by his big old pecs and chokes him out. Dude, I, I tried playing her because the thing is, she has so much stun. Yeah. And she, you know what she is? She is the dream for anyone that, if you ever have uh, that friend that's like, I love Street Fighter because I love footsies, he should play Makoto. Because the thing with Makoto is it's all about abusing her normals. And anyone that likes footsies knows they're, they it's all about abusing normals. Every one of her normal attacks matters. Like, like Every time that bitch hits me, I'm like, oh, I can't let her do that again. I can't let her do that again. And like you just you feel each one of her blows. I couldn't master it because she's mad rushdown. She's mad rushdown, balls deep. I don't give a fuck. You go in there, you choke them out, you get your money, and you punch them in the dick. And if you can't make that happen, you're just not going to be anything with Makoto. Well, she the is- thing, thing is, Makoto is like the hidden top tier of that game. Like, you have, like, the people that play Chun-Li and Ken, right, and Yun. And then every now and again, the only other people you'll see placed in those tournaments are usually Makoto players. Yeah. Because she has like that, she has a she has a combo that she can do that takes you from. Because in Third Strike you have a stun meter. She has a combo where she jumps up off the wall and like does this whole combo to you and stuns you from zero to stun. Any character in the game she can stun. Okay, and it's crazy. And then she can do it again. (laughs) It's it's crazy. And the cool part about the reason I like Makoto so much is she has the slowest walk speed in the game, but she has the fastest dash speed in the game. So she doesn't walk. She, she dashes everywhere. She doesn't, 
She doesn't dash. She teleports. <laughs> like she does. She's so fast. Yeah, it's crazy. Her her, her punch where she, she has a a punch where she stops. Like, and she, like, she poses, like, she's going to do a karate punch, and you're like, okay, what is this going to... And she flies across the screen. Like, teleport punches you in the dick. <laughs> like, I love the code. I love her so much. Good. So, okay. So, okay. How do you... How how do you play against Makoto? What do you do to stop this chick? Because she's so good at getting right on top of you. She doesn't have a fireball, but she has such a fast dash that she can get in on you from any point on the screen instantly. It's crazy. Yeah. Especially in a game where you can parry fireballs. Yeah, and uh, and third strike, I I I hated Makoto playing against Makoto with twelve because I would fuck up the matchup because she's so fucking hungry for that rushdown that if you do it right and you can instant air do your jet super, you can punish her pretty brutally yeah. and then just turtle and poke the rest of the game. And just keep punishing her with that super if you get the chance. But if you get impatient or horny, you will give up the panties. She will fuck you up. <laughs> she will ruin you. All it takes is one stun, and 12 is over. She's like, I got this. And she'll beat you to death. Fish don't give a fuck. chop, choke you, punch 12 in his non-existent dick. <laughs> I know, like, oh, God, why? Why was I designed to feel pain? But, like... <laughs> But yeah, like, but she can she can be punished because anyone that's playing Makoto either knows that one stun combo and it's just looking to land it, or they're just a psycho and they don't care about their own safety. They never knew fear, so they just go in anyways. So if you if you're patient and you got you, you have good defense, you don't even need to be good at parrying to punish Makoto. It's hard to be good at her. She's so fast. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I have such a hard time parrying in uh in Street Fighter Three because it's so slow. Yeah. That sometimes I accidentally parry her because <laughs> yeah. she's so fast. I'm like, oh man, I'll try to parry a different move. But all right, that works. Yeah. But no, you don't even need to parry her. You just need to be patient, and you need to let her lose the fight. That's a good. That's a that's good advice. Having her because she is um she's a character. She's a pressure character because if you know anything about Makoto. When you're playing against her, it's worse because you know she could just every move she does hurts twice as much as anybody else's, and it does tons of stun. And so you're under a ton of pressure whenever she's close to you, and she's never not close to you. She's you know she's always on you. And so if you can let her throw it away, like if you if you can block her moves and you can she's she's got a lot of moves that are very unsafe. So if you can block or parry her moves at the right time, she's crazy punishable. Okay, but the your the problem comes is when she's on top of you and she knows a couple of cool uh, mix-ups that she can do to you, high lows and block strings, and she just puts pressure on you until she can choke you out and insta kill you. And uh, but Savage is right, you need to get in there and make sure I don't run from her because she'll catch you. Yeah, <laughs> just no, like oh. a T Rex, don't show fear, you know. But uh, you <laughs> but but she closes the gap. You have to be ready to she'll she's gonna throw a move. That you can block and that's easily punishable. Know what that move is, and do a bunch of damage to her. And you don't don't try to zone her; it's not going to work. Okay. Be ready to just block and punish. And and if you have a move like a, if you're like a Ken player and you have a Shoryuken or something like that that can trade with her, like uh, you know any anything like that, do it. <laughs> 
just make her just try to alleviate the pressure from yourself a little bit and try and trade with her as much as you can on some moves. Not all of them because she does a lot of damage, but like I, I, I'm saying, I try, I try. I, every time I see Makoto, I'm like, this is gonna be a perfect game because every time she hits you, she's like, ooh, can't. Yeah, I gotta try and get a perfect game with her. I can never accept a hit. So how do you uh, how do you play as Makoto? How you know we already talked about how to play against her. She's crazy pressure. But when you're playing as her, what's some good tips to use when you play as Makoto? You get a bottle of whiskey and you drink it until all the pussy in you is dead, and then you go for it. (laughs) I don't know how you have to do it. If you have to look in the mirror and tell yourself, like today I'm not going to be a pussy, because any weakness, fear, hesitation will get you murdered with Makoto. You have to just be balls deep, get in there, and then once you're in there, stay there. Just don't let up. Never think I should back up to neutral. Fuck neutral. Neutral's for pussies. Neutral's for people that don't know what they're doing. You know what you're doing. You're getting some. You go in there, and you get some. That's the only way you can play Makoto. And my, I think as well for Makoto, like, you have to, uh, a lot of people get scared when they don't when they don't when they lose the life lead like if makoto gets hit with some fireballs and stuff like that a true makoto player is running at 150 miles an hour from the very beginning of the game to the very end of the game and they may change directions so they're not you know rushing like a bull but they're always always they never stop to defend you know they're always on top of you i'm saying you have to you have to be that guy you have to be the dude yeah, and use use definitely use her dash speed and use her uh, her step kicks to to get some good combos going. And you know, I I'm a big fan of jab jab throw. Like use her use her throws to keep people on the back foot, especially her choke out, her grab and choke. Oh God. So I mean, her choke is she's got a command throw. It's awesome. Get her to grab and choke. It's a great move once you're on top of people because once you get on top of people, they're gonna block. Because you're crazy, you chick would would you know the karate gi? She does rendo kun karate. You don't know what she's, she's crazy. You don't know why she went, ran into you at the Chinese restaurant and watched the karate <laughs> shop. But there she is, and so they'll be like, oh god, don't hit me, and then you shake them for their lunch money, right? So make them block. Use the command throw. The command throw is your friend. And uh, I think I think that's it for Makoto. Like this is pretty straightforward as a character as. Like, There's not much else to her, yeah. But that's what makes her so strong. Is she's so good at that one thing? Yeah, right? which she just gets in and does getting it. some. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Like, I love it. I lo- I love seeing people play her. I don't like playing. Oh, I'm okay with playing against her in Street Fighter Four. Yeah, but in Third Strike, everyone I play has always had a rough time with her. Even um, Urian, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. I want to get the rush down on, but this bitch is serious business, and I'm just wearing a thong. So, like, <laughs> it's third strike. I never like playing against her because any character, any character I like in that game has a rough matchup. So yeah, but other than that, she's a great character. If you want a rush down character, if you were born not knowing fear, Makoto is your girl. <laughs> so. So, yeah, so our character of the week was submitted by you, the people. If you'd like to submit a character of the week, send us an email at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com. And follow us on Twitter, at classypodcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. 
Um, so yeah, before we end each show, we like to do a little bit of Q&A from uh, emails from people. So this email was sent in by SitRep3. And SitRep3 was I'd like to ask, uh, this is actually perfect in relation to what we were just talking about, who are each of your least favorite characters to play against in fighting games? Any game will do. I'm just curious if there are any matchups that really bother uh, the two of you guys. So Savage, who is a oh. character you hate to play against in fighting games? Okay. Well, I just talked about Makoto. Um, all right. There's a certain time. There's all right. The one thing that will always upset me is a really good zoner that outzones me because that hurts my pride. I'm like, that's what I do. You did it better than me. So that always upsets me. But just the worst players to fight against are characters like, um, all right, like for instance, Kai Kishi in Guilty Gear. Hate him. This mix. Once he mixes you up, you're gonna lose half your health. No, so true. every time you're like, I gotta guess, is all I got, uh, 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 and then half my health is gone if I guess wrong. Well, I think, I, I'm with you, I hate playing against other grapplers. <laughs> like, a Zanji versus Zanji matchup just makes me mad. <laughs> like, it makes me so mad. Because I'm like, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. You just get in here, you spin pile driver of bitches, you spin around like a jet. Wait, that's what I do. Oh. <laughs> That's right. That's what that's like. That's really what it's like. I want. I hate fighting against people that makes that reminds me of what it feels like to play against me. (laughs) So yeah, you would think that I would be like, oh, I play, you know, Zanji. If I hate fighting against Sagat players, but really, I mean, when I kill Sagat, there's something so sweet about it. When I kill a fellow Zanji player, I just feel stupid. I feel stupid, (laughs) dirty. And actually, yeah, Paul, do you want to uh, do you want to get in on this as well? The answer is Yun. Fuck Yun. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm so fucking tired of Yun. I'm like he gets added to every game since Third Strike. I mean, he even got added to fucking Street Fighter Alpha Three Max for the PSP, and he's just the same fucking combo garbage all goddamn day. And I'm just tired of it. I would like to. I would like Yun to not exist. <laughs> right, yeah. Pretty much it. It's. It's not even like if I am a particular person. No, no, no. Just seeing him on the screen with his dumb hat, like some bitch from Gundam oh, Wing. No. Oh, oh my no, god. I'm done. Uh, one, yes, he's Gundam Wing all over, and it upsets yes. me. But I totally just thought of it. You know, you know who I hate, and this. This is perfect. This is perfect. Because this, this is someone I had to cut from my top five list. But I truly hate the bitch that turned out to be a dude and then went back to being a bitch. And then they just call him androgynous in the fourth game. The Bridget? sorcerer at the end of Samurai Showdown. Oh. You're playing that game. Everyone's got swords. You're fucking stabbing niggas. And then this bitch just throws a skull at you and you melt. <laughs> And I'm like, where did that come from? And you're like, oh, oh, I'll just jump over it. Is that coming back? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm losing to a chick. And she's and then the worst part with that shitty Neo 16-bit. <laughs> I'm like, you're not Kafka. Fuck you. <laughs> I hate that character so much. So I just yes. thought about that. I just thought, you know, I just hate. I, I just I just I just hate when there's a character that just, just like you have everyone else in that game. There's so few projectiles in that game, and this dude just comes out with all long range moves, and I I I, just, I hate that character, and I hate playing his characters like that in games. 
It's the worst. It's it's just, just like fighting Rufus or anyone else in Street Fighter 4 with a dive kick. And you're like, I'm so happy you have more options than me. This is a great this is a great thing. So uh, there you go. That's uh, I hope that helps, Sit Rep. We hate people like us. That's what we hate. <laughs> and, hey, yeah. People like us and people that have more options than us. <laughs> people with skateboards and people like us. That's what we hate. So, uh, yeah, if you guys would like to submit a question, again, keep it classy podcast at gmail.com. We hope you guys have had a good time here with us on our uh, on season two, round number five, uh, a.k.a. round number 20 of, uh, of the classiest podcast on the Internet. And, uh, yeah, do you have anything else to add, Savage, before we take off? Hmm. I'm trying to think of a good one. I can say uh, keep beating the villains and stay sexy. Catch you guys next time.